God's word. This is God's word. Not Pastor Evans' word. Not Pastor Sars' word. Not Pastor Sars' word. I am who it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I can be who it says I can be. And I will have what it says I can have. Today, I will hear the word of God. I boldly declare. I boldly declare. That my mind is alert. My mind is alert. My heart is receptive. My heart is receptive. My ears are open. And I better not go to sleep. I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for the word. It's always a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. And as we come today, Father, as married couples, Father, I bless them in Jesus' name. I bless their relationships in Jesus' name. I declare, Father, that they are the head and not the tail. That, Father, their lights are shining before men and people will see their marriages and glorify you. As we come to hear from the, from the Spirit of God, we step back now so He can use us to declare the oracles and the principles of God into the lives of these couples. And I declare in advance because Jesus always confirms his word with signs following. And so we declare that signs, miracles, healings, and deliverances will take place in these relationships after having heard the word in the mighty name of Jesus. Let everybody say amen. 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 God bless you. You may be seated. We're in a series entitled Mirrors. Everybody say mirrors. And for those of you who may be joining us for the very first time, this series is designed to minister to our married couples as well as single individuals in a unique way. And so for the whole month of September, everybody say the whole month. For the whole month of September, uh, we've divided our church services by relationship status. So if you are married... Uh, you should be coming to this service, which is 9 o'clock. And then our single service will take place immediately after this one at 11 o'clock. And so if you're visiting today and you say, Pastor Evan, I didn't know and I'm single sitting in this room, well, just stay because I'm pretty sure you'll grow from what we're going to teach you. Amen. Amen. If you're single and you're sitting in the room, uh, uh, you'll be able to uh, relate later to the struggles of the people in this room. Amen. So our message title on last week was two-way mirror. We did not conclude that. So today we're going to finish it. And so if you're taking notes, our message title is uh, part two of that. So if you're taking notes, I want you to find, we're going to go back to our foundational verse, which is 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verses 26, 1 Corinthians 7, 26. I'm going to be reading out of the NIV version on that. And then we're going to go to Luke chapter 6, verses 46. I have my better half in her professional gear this morning. That's Doesn't right. she look amazing? I was saying that, you know, we look like the Sharps. The Sharps. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a bow tie Because you know, so. we're always matching and they're always matching. So we decided to try and match for the series. So we had on this corporate look. I was like, baby, you look so sharp. I said, I'm going to try and match you. But I think, I think I got you beat. But it's okay. It's all right. No, he helped me put it together. He you you, you always together. have me beat. Oh, that's so nice. Let's write that down for when we fight. <laughs> Here's one of the principles we're going to share. 
when you're dealing with conflict, if one person wins, you both lost. Because the goal is not to be right. The goal is reconciliation. Amen. All right. Let's now, we're going to review very quickly uh, over the, the few points that we went over last week because today is going to be the practical side of what we taught last week. And that is we're going to now tell you how to, the tools of how to manage the conflict. So we looked at uh, the NIV version of 1 Corinthians 7.26. Uh, I'm going to read it. It says, because of the present crisis... I think that it is good for you to remain as you are. This was Paul talking to the Corinthian church. He says, are you married? Do not seek a divorce. So just look at your other neighbor, not your spouse. Look at your other neighbor and say, don't you get a divorce. Now look at your spouse and tell them they was talking to you. He says, don't seek a divorce. Another version says, are you unmarried? Do not look for a wife. But if you do marry, you have not sinned. If a virgin marries, she has not sinned. But those who marry will face many troubles in this life. And I want to spare you this. So trouble, tribulation, and pressure is part of the marital experience for the most part. Jesus said in this life or in this world, you shall have tribulation. So listen, the goal is not to avoid tribulation. The goal is to learn how to manage conflict and come out at the end of it in agreement. Everybody say in agreement. In agreement. Amen. And and if this principle wasn't true, then we wouldn't be at a 51% divorce rate as a country. Amen. Now, our second point that we looked at is that you must choose God's way to successfully resolve conflict. I'm going to say that again. You must choose God's way. Say God's way. God's way. If you're going to overcome conflict, you have to choose God's way to do that. We read Luke chapter 6, verse 46, which says, Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say? That's, that's what Jesus said. In other words, look, you might as well do it God's way because your way has proven to not work. Amen. And then we begin to look at some things that cause conflict. Here's the first one we looked at was unspoken expectation. We gave you a take-home statement which said, what is unknown can never be resolved. Everybody say, what is unknown unknown can never be resolved. resolved. All right, babe, you can do three and four if you want to. Uh, Number two was avoiding conflict. In other words, suppressing the issue. Jesus said in Matthew 18, 15, Moreover, if your brother or spouse shall trespass against you, go and tell them their fault between you and them, not between their girlfriend or homeboy. Amen. And if he hear you or she hear you, you have gained your spouse. In other words, rather than discussing frustrations, uh, we, we should discuss them in a calm, respectful way. Amen. Because if you don't do it that way, you will create more conflict in a relationship. Number three was... Oh, lack, lack of... Lack of or poor, or communication. poor communication. Amen. I'm going to read Amplified... Huh? I've been speaking in tongues. So You've been speaking in, English, in tongues. Yeah. Okay, well, s- stick yeah. to English. Yeah, I'm trying to come back into my own language right here. Okay. <laughs> Lack right. of our poor communication. I, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not in the mood to interpret You're this You're not morning. in the mood to interpret <laughs> Uh, so the Amplified Version of Ephesians chapter 4, and I'm, I'm rushing through this. You say, Pastor, why are you rushing? Because we covered this last week. That's right. But faith comes by hearing, not having heard. And that's the problem with a lot of believers. We're functioning on having heard word. 
What does that mean? That means you, the word you are functioning on now is what you learned three years ago. The problem is you have to hear faith daily. You have to hear faith on a regular. Why? You, how many ate yesterday? Amen. So you're not depending on what you ate last year to survive. The Amplified, Ephesians 4.29. Let no foul or polluting language or evil word nor unwholesome or worthless talk ever come out of your mouth. Look at your spouse and say, I know he's talking to you right now. But only such speech as is good and beneficial to the spiritual progress of others as it is fitting to the need and the occasion that it may be a blessing and give grace God's favor to those who... I like that scripture. Isn't that good? So, I mean, if somebody's speaking to me, I'll be like, you're not blessing me right now. You're not creating God's grace and favor on my life. You've got to change those words. Change those words. Yeah, because it's no foul or polluting or evil or unwholesome or worthless. 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 Why are we having a worthless conversation? Like, you roach, you awful, you suck. You, that's, what is that? That's worthless. That, that is not blessing. That is not beneficial. And beneficiary, right. Amen. Here's number four. Not changing when change is needed. My God is able. Amen. Changing or growing is the proof that you are maturing. Wow. I'm going to say that again. Changing or growing is proof that you are maturing. So if you've been married 15 years and you haven't changed, you are not maturing. Praise the Lord. Here's number five, selfishness. We looked at Philippians chapter 2 verse 4. It says, look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Amen. Here's the thing, Pastor. Yes. You can't have an abundant relationship with a deficient mindset. Wow, that's good. Did you hear that? You cannot have an abundant relationship with a deficient mindset. When you're always taking as a selfish person, when you're always taking in the relationship, there will never be abundance because abundance relies on reciprocation. To be filled means something has to be given into you. Right. But if you're always taking, then you're always like your bank account. If you're always taking, then you're in the red. So some of us are in the red in a relationship because we are always wanting the other person to pour in. But we don't want to take the seeds that they're pouring in and create a harvest back onto them. Amen. Amen. Here's number, f- number six. Holding on to past hurts and repeated offenses. We looked at Proverbs chapter 17 verse 9. He that covers a transgression seeks love, but he that repeats a matter separates very friends. If you want to create separation in your relationship, if you want to have sex once a year, keep repeating the same thing. Amen. Wow. Number seven. Making decisions, especially major ones, without your spouse's acknowledgement or knowledge. Now, we, we, we went over this last week. I just want to read the scripture to give you an idea of why we're saying you need to come together when it comes to decisions. Uh, this is 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 7. It says, likewise, you husbands, now I'm talking to the men, Dwell or live with them, your wives, according to knowledge. Take some knowledge. Take some knowledge. Yeah, because you know what, babe? What I find is that... uh, What do you find? I find in my research (laughs) that a lot of...
lot of times men know more about their cars than their wives. Well, I think you're right. They know when the thing's not working, when the gas is not right, when it's sputtering, you know, when it needs to be cleaned, when it just don't feel right. I mean, I put these rims on there and they don't feel right. Well, when you put that shame on us, we don't feel right either. You know, just put it out there if you'll just you better, uh, live with us according to just a little knowledge. You better get you a, you know how they have the owner's manual? Yes. You better get you one for your wife. I know that much. And each chapter is different. So the chapter that we were in in our 20s, you can't use that chapter no more. No, the chapter she was yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. all right. It's the same thing with a car. If somebody scratched your car, you would know that that car is scratched, don't it, babe? Absolutely. I yeah. know when because someone you has that vehicle every my car. day. You're looking around it. But some of us, we're not inspecting each other every day. We're not checking in every day. But you can tell when something's dusty on your car, you got to be able to tell. Vice versa too, amen? But I'm just encouraging husbands, live with your wives according to knowledge. Watch what he says. Giving honor oh. unto the wife. Yes, honor. Watch this. As unto the weaker vessel. When you look up that word weaker, it means fine or uh, you Valuable. know how you have, you have fine china? That's what it, it means. means it means delicate. Yes, you see that? Delicate. Deal with her. Give her honor as the delicate vessel. And here's why you need to do this, men of God. Because you are heirs together. Oh my. This is a partnership. This is not, although I am the head of our relationship, yes. listen, the head can go nowhere without the body. So, listen, I'm not the boss, I'm the partner in this thing. Even though I'm the leader. At the end of the day, you lead not just by example, but you lead by, watch this now, inspiration as well. And not dictation. Absolutely. Inspiration and dictation you, you, is look, two different if you things. Look, if you want to get nowhere, be a dictator. <laughs> be Hitler. Okay. I'm what? trying to help somebody. Uh, 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 but, but he said, listen, he said, do all that. Here's why, men of God. So your prayers will not be hindered. Ooh, say that slow, babe. Say that part slow. I like that. So what? So maybe your prayers have not been answered because you're not honoring. You're not treating her as a delicate vessel. And you're not treating her, watch this now, as a partner or, I'm going to use the Bible word, an heir of the grace of life. God does not see you and then her. He sees y'all. Oh, that's nice. He sees y'all. Amen. God is okay, let's go to the next one. They didn't like that one. Some of the things like, uh, <laughs> listen, some, it, of, some of the things that can be dishonorable is, for example, if she's uncomfortable with a person that you're speaking with or text. Well, no, that's, well, no, 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 that, that's one of our points. That's one of our points. Oh, we're going yeah, okay, yeah, to get on that one because I'm going to ride that horse. And ain't nobody going to be able to tell me nothing. It is a lack of honor. Uh, y'all stay focused. Stay focused. Stay right here. Right here, right here. That was not tongues. It is a lack of honor when you make decisions that will affect your spouse and your family without discussing them with your spouse. That's true. Here's number seven, which is where she was going. Okay. And that, this is new stuff right here. I'm, I'm talking about what creates conflict. Having inappropriate or unacceptable relationships outside of your marriage. Boy, it was a quiet hush come through here. You hear that? 
I'm going to say that one again. Having inappropriate or unacceptable relationships Mm. outside of your marriage. If your spouse does not know about the relationship or isn't comfortable with the relationships, you shouldn't have it. Can I get an amen to everybody? Amen. Uh, Proverbs 6.23 talks about a man. And uh, I'm going to read... Uh, it talks about in verse 26 or 23 how the commandment of God is a lamp and it's a light and it's a reproof or it helps us with instructions. And then it says in t- verse 24, so that it will keep you from the evil woman. Now, let me tell you something. There are evil men there too. To keep you from the evil woman or man who flatters of the tongue, the flattering of the tongue of a strange woman. He says, lust not after her beauty in your heart, neither let her take her, take you with her eyelids. For by means, watch this now, for by means of a whorish woman. See, the Bible used the word ho, it just says whorish. <laughs> Same word. I was just updated. No, we just abbreviated ours. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's bad if God calls you a hoe. That's real bad. That's real. That's real bad. That's real bad. He said a man, by means of a whorish woman, is brought to a piece of bread, and the adulteress will hump for precious life. Watch this. Can a man, I'm in Proverbs 6.27, can a man take fire into his bosom and not be burned? But whoso commits adultery with a woman or a man lacks understanding. When he does that, he will destroy his own soul. Watch this now. I'm going to tell you what happens. A wound and dishonor shall you get and his reproach shall not be wiped away. Listen to this. Cheating is the result of having secret or inappropriate relationship activities. Why would you be on a dating site and be married? To see if you still got it. Got what? I don't know. It's a, there's an it. There's an hmm. it you hear. You know, like they have they, you know, the council of they, there's an it. Okay, that it is stupidity. Yeah, you still got that. <laughs> why, why are you not married wearing your wedding ring? Oh. It's needing resizing for the past 10 years. Right. It don't fit no more. Well, go get you a rubber band. Yes. It is adjustable. No, because see, some of you invite unnecessary people into your space Mm. because you don't have on the defense system. Amen. Amen. Why do you have spaces of time where you can't be found? You better get the Connor app, the 360 Locate You app. Hello? There's Everybody. an app called 360? Uh-huh. Everybody in our house is Everybody on Everybody in our house is on this app. So we get to see where everybody is. We got eyes and a prize. That's right. So what are the keys to the relationship conflict management? What are the keys? here? Now, we're not going to give a lot of scripture on this, okay? Because we gave scripture to help you see why you may have conflict. Now we're just going to give you some principles, and we're just going to talk about them a little oh, bit. Oh, Pastor Evan. Yes. Um, in yes. this particular one, because, you know, mm-hmm. I am perusing the message. Perusing. Yeah, because you gave it to me at, what, 845 tonight? Wow. This morning. Yeah. So I'm getting to peruse right now. So when you're talking about these um, inappropriate relationships. Okay. I'm not sure if you're planning to address it, but I'm going to ask you now. So what about when you talk about in-laws? 
Because I know we talked about infidelity. What about in-laws? You know, sometimes a relationship with your in-laws can become inappropriate. Okay, in what way? For example... Maybe, um, maybe I'm sharing information about my spouse to my in-laws. Right, or, or your, their, the in-law has more authority in the relationship than the spouse does. So, for example, you and I may be in a conflict, for example, and then you go and tell your mom, or your mom comes to my house and she wants to run my house. Or, you know, we have to have them live with us for a certain period of time because maybe they're sick or something. I'm just making mm-hmm. up scenarios. If that's a scenario, y'all can clap with it, whatever. So I'm not here by myself. Okay, so, mm-hmm. um, you know, because I want you to deal with that because you dealt with that so very well. Okay? Here, here's so, a, here's yeah, a deal. Yeah, people come in and they say stuff or they, wanna, or they compare. Well, I wouldn't do that. Um, you sure you want to do it like that? Well, you know, oh, that... Did, did y'all clean in or, here? Or, just these side type of things to make you look like they, you're better or, than or the wife. Or the mom comes or, in and says, Johnny don't like his plate like yes, that. Yes, or, yeah, Evan only eats this. You don't know Evan? Okay, so let me... Let, Evan switched, no, Evan no, switched a let, while ago from, uh, what is it you used to like? Uh, hamburger helper. Hamburger helper. Boy, that's the poor man's food. But it was good Ham- back in the day. And but I don't day, like it now. One day. I moved up a level. One because day, what sister happened, girl babe? can cook, boy. Tell him what happened to you one day. Sweet. I was like, I had a flashback. Sweet. Go when on, I was baby. growing up, we ate hamburger heifer. Why you don't ever make With hamburger With cheese heifer? on it. I said, well, babe, I didn't grow up eating nothing out of a box, so I don't eat hamburger heifer. Now, I was very broke, but we still didn't eat out of a box. So he said, well, can you make a hamburger help? I said, for you, sure. But I was like, why She didn't say it like that, though. No, I did not. I she had some attitude. Like that. I was like, why? But anyway. That's, that's how she said it. Yeah. So, so I went and did a hamburger helper exactly as the box said. Yeah. I, I did nothing. I didn't flyer it up. I just did it exactly. And you had it and you were like. It don't taste good. <laughs> it didn't taste like this when I was growing up. I said, yeah. Yeah, because she has upgraded me. Mm-hmm. But we use that example as sometimes you can, you know, if in-laws come in. Well, not, at the not, end of, yeah. here's the deal. But what no do you one do? should have more influence in your life than your spouse. Bottom line. No one should have more influence in your life than your spouse. Other than Jesus, the Holy Spirit, God the Father, not, all of those, that's fine. But no one else should have more influence in your relationship other than your spouse. I'm oh. just going to keep it right there because I want to get through I know, this. but I'm telling you, this is a thing. This is a thing. So early in our relationship, you set some rules with your parents when it came to us. And so some Well, of not you, necessarily my parents, because no, no. my dad was fine. Yeah. It was my mama. <laughs> I was trying. And she ain't here today, and she don't know how to stream online, so she'll <laughs> never hear what I'm about to say. <laughs> right? So, you know, my, my mom, and I believe this is something in every mother, there's a little controlling in every mother. So my mama wanted to try to control me, and, and I just, I cannot be controlled. It's just, it's just something in me. I'm not going to let you do it, and I'm not going to let you do it. Even if you think I don't know you're trying to do it, I'm going to let you know you're trying to do something that I'm not going to let you do. So my mom, she was like, Evan, uh, you're going to call me tomorrow? I was like, no. She's like, well, now you're going to call me tomorrow. I said, no, I'm not. 
And so I had to have a talk with Mama. I said, Mama, here's the deal. I said, I am now married. This is when we were newly married. I said, Mom, I am now married. And uh, I'm not going to be calling you every day. Because I don't need my wife feeling like she needs to compete with you. There were all the women clapping. All the men were like, but I'm, that's my mama. That's my mama. I'm a mama boy, Pastor. Okay. You don't sleep with your mama, do you? So let's just get yeah. to this because we need to get to yeah, this. Yeah, go for it. Because I, I want to help some people today. Go help them, babe. So what are the keys to relationship conflict management? Here's number one. Always remember there is a biblical solution to every problem or any problem you will ever encounter. There's always a solution in the Word of God. That's number one. Here's number two. We're going to go fast on these. And that is you must humble yourself and submit to God's way of doing things. Mm. We talked about that. Your desire to please God must be the major influence in your life. Amen. The only way you're going to get through conflict is that pleasing God must be at the top of your list. Amen. Here's, uh, James 4, 6 says, uh, but he gives more grace. Wherefore, he says, God resists the proud. Mm. But watch this. But he gives grace to who, class? The humble. To the humble. Submit yourself. I want you to see the order of this. Submit yourselves, therefore, to who? God. God. And then, see, woman of God, you will not be able to submit to your husband if you don't first submit to God. Thank you for that one clap right over here to my left. (laughs) This is a very popular message right now, isn't it? Wow. Submit yourself, therefore, to God. And then watch what he says. Resist the devil, and then he will flee. The devil can't win when you are humble. That's right. Mm-hmm. Amen. Here's a take-home statement. You can be right and fight, or you, can be, or you can be reconciled and have unity and peace. You can be right and fight, or, watch this, you can be reconciled and have unity and peace. Here's number three. And you, you just have to see? ask yourself. hmm why do I have to be right? What is that in me? Do I feel I'm failing? Do I feel I'm less? What is it that makes me have to fight for my point, even if my point is contrary to the word of God? Right. Even if it's going to hinder and harm my relationship, why do I have to still have one up? What in me requires that? When you can address that, because there are times when you can recognize, you know, I'm just wrong in this situation. And you can step back and the relationship can flourish. But even if you can recognize you're wrong and that thing still pushes you to dominate and to still be right. What happens is this. If you're always right, then the message to the other person is they're always wrong. Right. And if there's a person in your relationship who always feels they're wrong, they'll begin to go like this. They'll begin to acquiesce and withdraw and close down. And what you do is become more dominating because you're trying to pull them back up. But the truth is there has been something there that you felt that you That's had to be That's how overbearing. Right. It's right, overbearing. Mm-hmm. Overbearing. Amen. Amen. Here's number three. Faith will always be needed in order to resolve conflict in a godly way. For real. Faith will always be needed. And here's why. The scripture says, without faith, it is impossible to please God. So if we're going to resolve conflict God's way, we're going to have to do it by faith. In other words, just trust God to do his part after you've done yours. Here's number four. 
Find a proper place where you can resolve the conflict without being interrupted. Find a place where you can resolve the conflict without being interrupted. So here's some poor places to resolve conflict in front of your kids. That's not a good place to resolve conflict. That's not a good place to resolve conflict. Because kids absorb stress. Kids absorb stress and they'll panic and they'll feel responsible. They'll think it's their fault while you're in conflict. Mm-hmm. And they'll try to fix it and then they'll try to go and protect whoever they feel is at threat. And that puts too much responsibility on children when they're not adults. Right. Here's number two. Poor places to resolve conflict over the telephone. In text, especially. Because when well, you read text, I mean, text is always based on the attitude you feel. Text is this long. No, no, you need to get in front of the person. <laughs> right? Because you can text, uh, 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 what's wrong? And you, you can read it in if you're in a real good place. You can be like, what's wrong, sweet? And if you're a bad place, you're like, what's wrong with you? But same text. But most times we read the text based on how we're feeling at that moment right. and what we're interpreting and we don't get room to go back and forth. The text is never the best no. way to communicate important issues. At work, you don't want to resolve conflict at work. Amen. You know, you whispering. <laughs> Not a good place. Here's number four. In front of company. That includes family. Here's number five. Oh, no, this is number five now. This is how you resolve now conflict. Identify the issue and stay focused on it until it's resolved. Stay focused on the issue because sometimes it's tempting to bring up past issues and conflicts when we're dealing with one. So try not to bring up past hurts and other topics while you're dealing with conflict. Stay focused on the present. Listen carefully to the person when they are talking because most of us, we're not listening. We're thinking about what we're going to say next. Mm. Amen. Here's another one. Never take the other person's disagreement as not hearing or understanding your point. When you're dealing with conflict, don't take the other person's disagreement because we all have a right to feel the way we feel and, and, and be the way we are. We all have that right. It doesn't mean that it might be right, but we have that right to feel a certain way. Also, don't take disagreement as rebellion right? and not submitting and not participating and hating on you and rejecting your ideas. It's not, it's not that big of a deal. It's just I just don't agree with the point. Well... I mean, it happens at work. When someone disagrees with something at work, you don't write them off and give them the silent treatment and say that they're not submitted. You're not submitted to the process. Well, no, same thing. Uh, The other person disagreeing doesn't mean that they're being disrespectful unless they do it disrespectfully. Right. Disrespect is not the disagreement. You can agree... To disagree. There's many times we go, well, babe, I don't see your point. You say, well, you know what? On this, we're going to have to agree to disagree. Yes. Here's the next one. Try to see the other person's point of view. Usually during conflict, most of us want to feel heard and understood. 
We talk a lot about our viewpoint so that the other person can see it our way. But many times what we need to do is step back and look at it from their viewpoint. Amen. Here's the next one. This is a good one. Follow your own advice. In other words, ask yourself during this conflict, what would I tell someone else if they were going through this problem? What would I tell them to do about this situation? Follow your own advice. Here's number six. Own up to what's yours. My God. Own up to what's yours. Realize that personal responsibility is a strength, not a weakness. The only way some conflict is going to get resolved, you're just going to have to own up to your stuff. Amen. If you have to say the two words, that's, that's a cuss words in a relationship, I'm sorry. Come on, just look at your spouse and practice. I'm sorry. Here's how not to say sorry. Sorry. Right, sorry. Or if, if, you, if you want me to say sorry, then fine, sorry. I apologize if, I, if, I, if, you, if you got offended. Yeah, but if you if got you, hurt. I am offended. You, <laughs> if you, if I got offended, we wouldn't be talking if I wasn't offended. Don't apologize and say, if, if. you. No, no, no. You, right. Mm. That's good. Look for ways to compromise. That's, well, apologize when necessary. Here's the next one. Look for ways to compromise. Because if one of you wins, the relationship loses. Here's number, number nine. Do not go to the devil level. Mm-hmm. you got to tell all the new people about the devil do level. Do not go Take to the, the devil level. Huh? Tell them what the devil level is. I for. can't do it. you got to. I don't have enough time. you got 30 seconds. But the devil level. <laughs> the devil level. She, she's trying to push me to the devil level right now. You see that? <laughs> Do it, man. Do it, man. Do it. (laughs) The devil level is when you get out of the spirit, you start operating in the flesh, and then you go from the flesh. Ain't no no next level but the devil level. Jesus can't hold you back. That's when you are just all restrained. You don't care. This is what people talk about, calling you out your name. Right. This is when cussing starts happening, fussing starts. And then, listen, and listen, physical or verbal abuse never resolves an issue. So let me, yeah. let me, let me give you a, a, a good principle to help you never get into a physical altercation. Let me help you. Or to say things to provoke yourself well, to get this provoked not, to get this to that This one is really place. just for the physical. Oh, physical. This is just for the physical. Just physical. for the physical. Y'all getting into physical This will keep you from throwing dishes and, and putting your hands on somebody. What? Okay? Yeah, I'm telling let you, this, not this, be named so this, among us. this will work every single time. The best way to keep, you know, from being physical is to picture yourself in stripes or an orange suit. Because our advice way. is best to way. call the police best on way. that spouse. Best way. If you know you don't look good don't in orange, that. if you know you don't look good with stripes, or oh. you know you're not the right size to go to prison, because <laughs> I, I, I can't go. I, I, I can't go. <laughs> Sometimes when in a conflict, you say things that are venomous and poisonous, and the goal is not to be reconciled. It's really to shut them down. It's to hurt them. And to shut them up right. and to, 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 to strong arm. Whether it's from female to male or male to female, there are things that we know about our spouse that will injure and hurt and decimate in quick things. There are things we know we can throw at them. You always know you have that arsenal. But never... Um, devalue 
the power that you have as the spouse. You have such incredible power to build up or destroy. That's right. And with just one sentence, one word, one action, we can either build up or we can totally tear down. Listen, the same vehicle you use to get that relationship in the condition it's in is the same vehicle you can use to build it up to where it needs to be. And that's your mouth and your words. That's right. You are snared by the words of your mouth. And if you can just take those same, those lips and begin to build up, it'll change your relationship. Here's another one. Maybe you need to take a time out. Just take a time out. And if you need to just walk away, that's fine. But make sure, though, during that break, you get yourself together and then come back. Don't leave it unresolved because all it's going to do is fester. One of the things we did was put a time out on how how long you can post. Right. A day, a week, no, or we, a year? We, we do no. hours, no. We don't do day, yeah, week, hours, and year. Yeah. yeah, you can't do yeah. weeks and stuff. Some people don't talk because to people because you're upset. The Bible said don't go to sleep. Don't let the sun go down on your wrath. So take an hour, be mad, and then come back and resolve. But you can't have a whole week to be mad. Right. No, that's just unfair. And the scripture says be angry but sin not. There's, right. It's not a sin to be mad. It's a sin on how you be mad. All right? Here's another one, and then I want to get to this one, is don't give up because sometimes resolving conflict can be challenging. If you cannot reach, now here's the best two pieces of advice I'm going to give you for this whole thing right here. If you can't reach an agreement, get some counseling or talk to a spiritual high-level friend. Who is for marriage. Who is for marriage and who is spiritual enough to provide you with biblical direction. Mm -hmm. Amen. And then here's the last one. This right here. I should charge you for this one. If you cannot resolve it, I mean, y'all talked about it, y'all prayed about it, y'all talked to a counselor. Listen, if you cannot seem to work out the resolution, then, especially if you don't feel like you're being understood, you may be heard, but you may not be understood. Here's our advice to you. Sit down and write your spouse a letter or an email. Sit down. And share with them your heart and what's going on. And, and let me give you the, the biblical foundation. or Let me just say the principal foundation for this right here. Always understand that the foundation of this letter or this email should be in love. And what you're saying should build the person up or better the person and not tear the person down. Because you're trying to resolve an issue, not just to bring them down. But what, what a letter does... It allows you to express where you are with no interruptions. And you can reread it as well. Because right. when you do your first draft, you may be frustrated. You may be upset. But then you get the time to see your own thoughts and hear your own self and see how you're communicating. And then you can look at that and say, okay, my point would be to, to you know, maybe your point is, you know, when you do this, it makes me feel that way. And that person may not understand the depth to why, why that impacts you or why that hurts you, why that injures you. So if in a normal conversation you're like, well, when you do that, I just, I just feel like you don't love me. Okay, but you know that a person loves you, you're just not feeling they know how to love you and it's all of that. But when you write it down, mm-hmm. they can't argue with it. But then you get to look at your own argument and find out when I'm presenting this, is it helping them get better or is it just making me feel better? Because if, you, if, if my foundation is, I love you, you know, because this is hurting us. Right. 
This is hurting the relationship. Then that person, when they receive it, they'll go, my goodness, I didn't realize it was creating so much uh, for you. Then they're more likely to do it than when you're, when you're just going back and forth. So sometimes you have to just step away, write out your thoughts so you can see it, so you can manage your own words. So when you communicate it, it ministers grace to the hearer. And if you are the receiver of the letter, don't be defensive. Listen to what the person is saying and ask yourself while you're reading it, where do I need to make an adjustment? Mm. That's all you have to do. Ask yourself, where do I need to make an adjustment? And there are some people in the room today that need to write some letters. You've talked about it. You're still mad. I mean, you like the big bad wolf. You huffing and you puffing. And you about to blow up. Why? Because you just haven't been able to successfully communicate. Go home, pray, and then ask God to help you communicate how you're feeling. And I promise you, listen, at the end of that, if, if the email doesn't help you, y'all need to call 817-453-8222 and meet with our pastoral staff with an issue. Because the average, watch this. I want everybody to be honest right now. How many of you have never been to counseling since you've been married as a couple? How many? Raise your hand. Just raise your hand. Raise your hand. Because it's going to be more, y'all. See, see, some of y'all are like, I don't know if I want to raise my hand because he's not raising his hand. No, raise them up real high, real high. If you, see, you can see. see. Yeah, now, just look just around. You. Look around. It's I just you. want you to see the majority. Thank you. You can put your hand there. The majority of people don't. Okay? But... But counseling is like spiritual chemotherapy. It will take the cancer out if you'll let it. Amen. With every head bowed and every eye closed, I want to declare something over you all today. Father, I declare over all these married couples, and even those who may be watching, that they have strong marriages Mm. and that their highest desire is to please you. Father, I ask now in Jesus' name, as they seek to please you, that they will receive, Father, the heart for every matter they may be going through from you. I declare that these marriages are overcoming marriages, that they overcome any issue and any obstacle that they may be challenged with. I declare over them in Jesus' name that they are all doers of the word and they seek to always walk in agreement. And as they walk in agreement, Father, I thank you that there is a commanded blessing that will flood their lives. God, continue to help heal and strengthen these relationships as we continue this series in the mighty name of Jesus. With every head still bowed, maybe there's someone here today and you're not saved. You haven't surrendered your life to Jesus Christ.